You know, if somebody asked you to just sign a blank check and give it to them, I wonder, would you do it? Probably not. But did you ever think about the fact that that's really what the Lord's asked us to do? That is, that we are to look to Him and to honor Him and that whatever He wants done, that's what we are to do. If you got your Bible, our Scripture text today is going to be 2 Timothy chapter 2, beginning in verse 24. And here Paul wrote concerning our lives, And the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but must be kind to everyone, able to teach, not resentful. Opponents must be gently instructed in the hope that God will grant them repentance, leading them to a knowledge of the truth. What a great word here is that uh, God has called us to be servants of His. And we are to acknowledge Him as our Lord. Uh, do you remember back in the days when uh, Burt Parks was the uh, main uh, introducer in the Miss America pageant? From 1955 to 1979, Burt Parks was there. And the thing that uh, you remember most is the song that he would sing. After a lady had been selected to be Miss America, then Burt Parks would break out with this song. Let's give a little clip here. Ah, Bert Parks would just point out the lady and say, there she is, Miss America, your ideal. Now, I don't know if Paul was able to sing like Bert Parks or not, but as he talked Timothy about the kind of person we ought to be, that's what he was saying. This is God's ideal, that you ought to be the Lord's servant in the way that He wants you to serve. The word Lord is an interesting word. You remember that story back in 2 Samuel chapter 3 when uh, the young boy Samuel had been appointed to uh, serve in God's kingdom and Eli the priest had taken charge of him. And one night uh, Samuel heard someone call his name and he ran into Eli's bedroom and think that Eli had called him and he said, no, I, I didn't call you. And he went back to bed and a few minutes later he heard the call again. He went to Eli and said, Eli, did you call me? He said, now, son, go back to sleep. I didn't call you. And the third time when that took place, Eli said to him, Probably it's the Lord calling you. And when the Lord calls you, you say this, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. And then he got the word that uh, Eli was going to be displaced as the priest because he had not been one that would have been good in taking care of his own sons because they had blasphemed God. And so the message of God was given to Samuel that Eli was going to be out. And the next morning when uh, Eli saw Samuel, he said, Son, what was the message that God gave you? Well, you can imagine Samuel was a little bit reluctant to kind of tell him that he was going to be ousted as being the priest. But uh, he said, listen, whatever God said, that's okay. You tell me what it was. And he told him that he was going to be ousted. And as a result of that, we find that uh, Eli encouraged Samuel to know that what the Lord said, that was what is right because he is Lord. Now, when Paul wrote 2 Timothy chapter 2, he was telling Timothy, Timothy, I want you to know that this is the Lord's ideal. And this is what it is that God wants you to be. To the Corinthians, Paul had said this, 
that we are people who preach not ourselves, but Jesus Christ is Lord, and ourselves is your servants for His sake. You and I are to be people who are servants of God. We are to be the ideal that God wants us to be. You know, if you know much about uh, athletics, you realize that this is a time of year that the uh, football coaches are all recruiting new players. And the ones that they're recruiting are boys that are called the blue chips. Boy, those are the very ones that are the five-star players, and those are the ones you want. Well, I want to tell you, God calls us to be His five-star recruits. He's called us to be His blue chippers, because this is the way God wants His people to function. So note, if you will, with me today, the Lord's servant and what it is that God has called us to be and how He wants us to live and what He wants us to do with our lives. Well, number one, first of all, he began by saying this, And the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome. Now, let me just ask you, would people think of you as a quarrelsome person? In verse 23, before Paul had outlined what we read a minute ago, he said, Don't have anything to do with foolish and stupid arguments, because you know they produce quarrels. There are some people that are just quarrelsome. And that word means to fight, to wrangle, to dispute, and to argue. There are some people like that. They just like to argue about the Scriptures. Now, everything that we would like to know, we don't know. Back in Deuteronomy chapter 29, verse 29, the Lord says, Their secret things belong unto the Lord, but the things that have been revealed belong unto us. Now, you and I know some things that God wants us to do, but we don't know everything. We don't know everything about God or how God operates. But what we do know, we need to hold to it and stick to it, but not be a quarrelsome, argumentative person. When I grew up, uh, there were a lot of religious debates that were held. And uh, people would get together and they would basically just argue about the Scriptures. And uh, I you know I used to like to go to them, but I, was, I thought that was really good, how they would get in there and spar around with each other. But I want to tell you, that was not in the spirit of Jesus at most of the time that that was taking place. And I think it probably did more harm than it did good. I remember one time I went to a debate, and the uh, debate was on the subject of the church. And there was a, a Church of Christ preacher and a preacher for this other church, and uh, as they were debating, the Church of Christ preacher got up and he said this, You know, the Lord could not have been a preacher in your church. Oh boy, the guy got up there and he defended that. He said, that's not right. And the second time he got up, he said, now, I told you the Lord couldn't be a preacher in your church and, and I can prove it. A man that came back and arguing again and third time the preacher got up, he said, now, I told you the Lord couldn't be a preacher in your church and I can prove it and here's my proof. In order to be a preacher in your denomination, you have to have a license. And you don't have a license. Jesus did not have a license, so he couldn't have preached in your church. I'm going to give you five minutes of my time to refute that. Went over and he sat down. Boy, and the other guy just turned red and was mad. And, you know, everybody who left, they were, they were mad too. Listen, that, that's not the way servants of Jesus Christ are to act. The Lord's servants must not be quarrelsome. We're not argumentative. We're not people that are trying to put other people down and put them down. But we're trying to share with them the gospel of Christ. 
You know, the Jews were very adept at arguing, and they had things that went on just continually argue about. For example, they argued about a chicken and an egg. You see, the Lord said, do not work on the Sabbath. So what if a chicken laid an egg on the Sabbath, and that chicken had worked? So could you eat the egg that had been laid by the chicken that worked on the Sabbath day? And boy, they would just go back and forth on that. And then they argued about another matter. There was a, a law that said that if a man who was a vagrant died between two cities, the city that he was closest to when he died was responsible for his burial. And so they argued, well, what if a man died exactly between two cities? What do you measure from? You measure from his index finger or his big toe? What, what do you, and, and they would argue and argue about that. And Paul said, listen, the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome. And as you think of yourself as a child of God, don't think of yourself as a, a person that's always arguing and fighting and disputing because that's not the way God's servant is to act. So he says, number one, the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome. And number two, he said, he must be kind to everyone. Now, did you get that word, everyone? He is to be kind to everyone. The King James Version uses the word gentle to everyone. That is, he is to be affable, and he is to be mild. He is to be one who is not sarcastic. When Paul wrote the letter to uh, the Thessalonians, he said this, Just as a nursing mother cares for her children, so we cared for you. Because we loved you so much, we were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our own lives as well. Paul said that's the way we were. We were kind of like a, a, a mother who is a nurse, and she has all of these skills in taking care of people and they were kind to each other and loving to each other. Sometimes even preachers forget that. When I grew up as a boy at the uh, 10th and Rockford Church of Christ in uh, Tulsa, there was a uh, lady in the church who was just one of the sweetest ladies you ever met. She was always doing nice things for people. She gave me a book when I graduated from high school, and I still have that book. And she had a husband that was a good man. But uh, he was not a Christian. And occasionally he would come to church with her, but not very often. But we had a gospel meeting going on, and the uh, man who was the preacher was a wonderful preacher. And he had preached all during the week, and this lady's husband had come almost every night of the meeting. And the last night, the man who was the preacher uh, got up to preach, and he brought a wonderful sermon. And, and I happened to be sitting right behind this man and his wife. And when it came time for the invitation, normally you would reach over and get the songbook and, and sing the invitation song. But this time, he did not reach over and get his book. And he was standing there and just looking at the preacher. Evidently, he was thinking about going forward and becoming a Christian. And the preacher stopped the sermon and he stopped the singing. He said this, I want to tell you all that I have taught you the truth, and if you don't obey it, you can die and go to hell. And I saw the man, he reached over and he picked up his songbook, and he continued on with the singing, but he never came back to church again. And he died 
as one who had never obeyed the gospel of Jesus. You know, and I felt so bad because I know that preacher was just infuriated and disgusted that nobody was responding. But you know, the Lord's servant has got to learn to be kind to everyone. Whether you're a preacher or a Bible school teacher or just one of the family of God, the Lord's servant does not quarrel. He's got to be kind to everyone. Number three, Paul said he also has got to be one who is able to teach. Did you ever realize that that is the same qualification for a man who is an elder? 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 2. You see, Christianity is a taught religion. And there was somebody who taught you. And if you're a Christian, it was because there was somebody who took the time to explain to you and let you know about the Lord's way. And that's why you became a Christian, because Christianity is a taught religion. Now, there are some things I could teach you, and there are some things I can't teach you. Now, I could teach you how to play racquetball. I could teach you how to train a bird dog. I could teach you how to become a Christian. But I want to tell you, you'd be out of luck if you were having me teach you about sewing or gardening or doing a number of other things I couldn't do. If you asked me to teach you to play golf, I'd have to say, I'm sorry, I can't do that. I, I don't know. I read the other day about a guy who said, you know... I have gone through three sets of golf clubs and ten years of instruction, but I finally have got some joy out of golf. I quit playing. Uh, there are some things I can teach you, some I can't. But one thing, he says, we ought to be able to teach is the Word of God. Now you say, you know, Dick, I'd like to teach. I don't know how. I'm glad you asked that. Because you go down in the foyer... And there is a little booklet called Connecting with God. And it is there to uh, help you learn how to share the gospel with somebody so they would know how to become a Christian. And if you would just take this little booklet and just go through it page by page, you'd have all you need to help somebody learn how to become a child of God. And I'd encourage you to get one of these little booklets and, and be prepared so when the opportunity comes that you'll be able to help somebody know how to become a child of God. Here's what Paul said, The Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, be kind to everyone, able to teach. Number four, he said, And he is to be a man who is not resentful. Now what that meant was that they are going to be patient in dealing with the wrongs of other people. Now, everybody does not get along with everybody. And so in order to be the kind of person that is getting along with people, you can't hold resent against the person for what they may have done or what they have said. When I was in college at Abilene Christian, I had a course under Dr. J.P. Lewis. And... Uh, he was kind of a uh, uh, slow-talking guy, but uh, he oftentimes he had some good stories. And uh, he said that he'd been invited out to preach at a church of Christ that when they took the communion, they only used one cup. Now, you probably don't know too many of those, but there were some churches of Christ that only used one cup when they took the communion. And there was a man in that church he said, that had been withdrawn from. Whatever he had done, I don't remember, but the church had withdrawn fellowship from him. 
But uh, he came that next Sunday. Brother Lewis went to the church to preach. And the man, before the preaching, was going to do the communion. He got up and he had the blessing for the bread. And the man uh, that they had withdrawn from was sitting right on the front row of the church. And he said they began serving the bread. And they came to that man. The guy just walked right on around him and gave the bread the next one and went on down. They came back and he said, and the man then had the prayer for the cup. And after he had had the prayer for the cup, he looked up in the table, and the cup was missing. And he looked around, and the fellow they withdrawn from, he'd gotten the cup. And he said this, he said, you wouldn't let me have the bread, and I'm not going to let you have the fruit of the vine. Now, can you imagine that? How somebody would be acting that way. Well, what Paul said, listen, a man who is a Lord's servant is not to be resentful. He is not to be someone who is uh, impatient the way that he deals with other people. Number five, the fifth thing he said, opponents must be gently instructed. Now, the New Living Translation puts it this way. He must gently instruct those who oppose the truth. That is, a man who is kind, and then as he is trying to relay the gospel to somebody, he is doing it in a gentle way way. That is, he's not trying to embarrass the man. He's not trying to make him feel small, but he is trying to help him understand what God's Word is and how God wants a man or a woman to live. I became a Christian when I was in the seventh grade, and uh, the one I wanted more than anything else to become a Christian was my dad. And I prayed for him every night from when I was in the seventh grade Till I was a senior in high school when he finally obeyed the gospel and became a Christian. You know, there are some people that it just takes longer for them to understand and become a Christian. There are some that you just have to be patient with. And as Paul is talking about someone who is a child of God, someone who is the ideal person, someone who is the kind of man or woman that God wants them to be, they will truly be the Lord's servant. And here is instructions. And the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but must be kind to everyone. Able to teach, not resentful. Opponents must be gently instructed. Now what I wonder is, if Paul was going to be singing today about the Lord's servant, would he say, and here he is. Here she is, the Lord's servant, the one who lives in the way that's going to honor God, the one who is going to truly be one of whom the Lord is very proud. Let me ask you to go home and read that passage again and think about it. Think about how we are the Lord's servants and what God has called us to do and to be and how to live. Would you pray with me? Dear Lord, may we be a servant church. May we be men and women who have dedicated ourselves to You as our Lord. And may we acknowledge You, Lord, as the one who is in charge of our life. And Lord, may we write You a blank check and say, Lord, here's my life. You take me and use me any way that You want to use me so I can do the things You want done. Lord, bless this church and help us to be a church of servants. For this is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to sing a song of invitation today, and maybe there's a way we could be of encouragement to you.
Maybe you'd like to come and say, you know, I'd like to be a part of this church. If that's your desire, we would just welcome you with open arms. Maybe you'd like to come and confess your faith and be baptized into Christ. Maybe you'd like to have one of the elders pray with you. They'll be at the back and they'd be glad to do that. I'll be at the front. We can serve you in any way. If you'd like to come, why don't you do it right now? We just stand and sing our song, Invitation, together. Give me the heart of a servant, tender and faithful and true. Fill me with love, then use me, O oh Lord, so that the world can see you.